Rossi and Co. At the click of a mouse. The best bits of breakfast. Radio City 96.7. Well, here we are. Long time no podcast. Yeah. We haven't all been together for so long. No, Simo, you. you were away in Disneyland, hanging yep. out with all your buddies, your homies there in, in, uh, in the wonderful world of Disney. You've been in Glasgow, in Glasgow, hanging, yeah. hanging out with all sorts of uh, so just dodgers, hanging out, generally. just yeah. hanging out, yeah, <laughs> hanging out and shaking it all about. Yes. So it's good to be also. back. Hello and welcome to another Radio City uh, Breakfast Show podcast with me, Rossi, and the Co. Oh, hello. hello. Oh, hello. hello. Almost sound a little bit like Alan Carr there. You look like him yeah. as well. I keep telling you, you're Cue the Alan image. shot at you. I look nothing like Alan Carr. I don't even know why you waste your breath telling those sort of lies. So, <laughs> those sort of lies. And I don't sound anything like him either. And uh, to prove that, here is a clip of Alan Carr. Hello, it's Alan Carr here. Is right, Lossila. Rossila. Is right, Rossila. Thank you. Right then, let's get straight down to business. Last week was International Blonde Day, and I, uh, I went, rather than telling blonde jokes, mm. I told J jokes. Yeah. Which what I did, because, uh, you know, used all my intelligence for this, I got blonde jokes text to me and emailed to me, and I took out the word blonde and put J in. That is so clear. You're such a clever man. I'd love to be as talented as you. Well, there's no fear of that ever happening, Jay, because no, I suppose these not. are the oldest jokes in the book, and you still didn't get them. No. <laughs> Here's a sample of some of the blonde jokes turned into J jokes that J didn't get. Radio City Breakfast with Rossi and Co. Radio City 96.7. Uh, today, it is National Blonde Day today, and I am not telling any blonde... There's no blonde jokes been told. None at all. If you're blonde and you want to tell us one, we will relay it on your behalf. If you're, like Nicola, who's in Port Sunlight. Good morning, Port Sunlight. She says, if a blonde and a brunette fell off a bridge at the same time, who would hit the ground first? Well, it'd be the brunette, of course. Because the blonde would have to stop and ask for directions. <laughs> Apparently, I just swear, I'm just... Nicola in Port Sunlight said, not me, I'm not... So anyway, Rossi and Jay were in the bar having a quick pint after work. They were sat on the bar stools and they were watching the six o'clock news. And uh, on the news, a man was threatening to jump off a big, big bridge. So Jay said to Rossi, I bet you 50 quid he won't jump. Sure enough, I said, uh, I'll bet you 50 quid, Jay, that he will jump. So could you believe it? The man jumped. And Jay gave me the 50 quid. I said, Jay, I can't take this off you. You're my friend. But Jay insisted, no, a bet's a bet. So I said to Jay, listen, I've got to tell you that I saw this on the 5 o'clock news, so I knew... He would jump. And Jay said, well, I saw it in the five o'clock news as well, but I didn't think he'd jump for the second time. (laughs) (laughs) National Blonde Day, but I'm not telling blonde jokes. No. I'm telling Jay and Claire jokes. (laughs) Jay and Claire were in the car park. And they were trying to lock the car door with a coat hanger. And Claire said, I just can't seem to unlock this door with the coat hanger. And Jay says, well, you better hurry up. It's going to start to rain soon in the tops down. (laughs) (laughs) Please don't tell me you don't get it. I don't get it. You don't get it. (laughs) Even I get that. Why were they trying to unlock the door with a coat hanger? Because they lost the keys. But the thing is, if the the roof was down, they could have just climbed in anyway. Oh, yeah! (laughs) (laughs) That's very good. That is good. Oh, tell me you were joking. That, that is Did you not get good, it? No. I was thinking about the coat hanger. <laughs> I like that joke. Well, you were hung up on the coat hanger then. Yeah. It is National Blonde Day today. Mm. And uh, I know I'm not going to tell any blonde jokes because I think it's only for... You know, it's like people are afraid to tell Irish jokes, but I'm not afraid to tell Irish jokes because I'm Irish, right? But I'm, I'm a bit apprehensive in case, because a lot of our audience is blonde. Yeah, a lot. Traffic yeah. and travel, you yeah, blonde. I find them quite funny, blonde jokes, actually. Well, I, I didn't find the, the blonde moment you had uh, yesterday evening funny, but I will. I'll talk about it a little bit later on. <laughs> wasn't funny at all. <laughs> Good grief. But this is a true story about a blonde. Is it really true? Yeah, well, it's true-ish. Okay. Never lie about a blonde. No, 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 no. no. I know that. That's a great old saying, that. Yeah. <laughs> Dates back to the <laughs> yes. Stone Age, that. <laughs> never lie about a blonde, because a blonde will never lie about you. That's right. Isn't that right? Because they're too thick to remember what they've said. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, uh, there was a blonde, called Claire, <laughs> who was really, really tired of, uh, of you know, having the... 
you know what, taken out of her. Being made fun of. So she decided to uh, to go brunette. And she went down to Tony and Guy's in town and she went brunette. And when she had her new brown hair, she looked at herself in the mirror and she was really happy with the result. She looked great and she thinks, um, I'm going to take a drive. So she got in her car and she took a drive into the country. She'd been driving for a while and she spotted a farmer in the middle of a field with a flock of sheep. She thought, aren't those sheep so adorable? Absolutely. They're so cute, as blondes would say. So she got out of her car and she walked out. She stopped the car first. She just didn't get out while the car was still moving, Jay. Obviously. <laughs> didn't want you yeah. to think that for a second. So she stopped the car. She put it in neutral, put the handbrake on, <laughs> switched off the ignition. And uh, she walked over to the farmer and she said, I love your sheep. They're very cute. If I can guess how many sheep you have in your field, if I can tell you the exact number, can I take one home? And the farmer, being a bit of a gambler himself, said, uh, well, yeah. If you can tell me exactly, exactly how many sheep I've got in the field, you can take one home. So the blonde with the brunette dye took one look around the field, said 157. Well, the farmer was absolutely flabbergasted. Wow. Guess how many sheep were in the field? Go on. Go on, tell 157? us. 157. 157. Wow. She was bang on the money. So the blonde with her brunette hair uh, picked up one and got back into the car. She headed off to the car. The farmer walked up to her and said, I tell you what, and he looked her straight in the eye, if I can guess the real colour of your real hair, can I have my dog back? <laughs> Hi, it's Rafa Benitez. It's right, Rossi La. Hi, this is David Moyes. It's right, Rossi La. Hi, we're the Sugar Babes. It's right, Rossi La. Radio City Breakfast with Rossi and Co. On Radio City 96.7. Oh, well, Jay. See, I, were they all about me? I thought somewhat about Claire. No, none were about Claire. So, but how do you make Jay Hind laugh on a Friday? Tell him a joke on a Monday. Uh, <laughs> Liverpool's hit music station, Radio City 96.7. You just about got that. I'll be laughing at that one next week. You will indeed, yeah. on next week's podcast. Yeah. He burst into laughter. <laughs> uh, somebody joined us last Friday, and a really lovely guy from the Jonas Brothers. Here's us when we caught up, myself, Rossi and the co, with Joe Jonas. <laughs> Thank you is very here. much. Ladies and Hi. gentlemen, Joe Jonas is with us this morning. How are you? Good, how are you? I'm very, very well, and I'm very pleased and honoured and privileged to have you in the studio this oh, morning. Oh, I love, I love being here. This view is unreal. It's, uh, it's got to it, be the most gorgeous station I've ever been in. Well, that's, a, that's, that's you know, saying quite a bit, because I imagine through TV and radio, you've, you've seen quite a few studios in your time. Oh, yeah, quite a few. So on this tour, too, we've been almost everywhere in the UK and Europe, so the studio's... This is the best free. view. Oh, yeah, definitely. This is the best view. And oh, that's because yeah. you're sitting facing looking me, of course. Actually, of course. no, no, you've got it all wrong. <laughs> 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 So, uh, how are you finding the UK? How is it treating you? Obviously, you've got a massive fan base here in the UK, and you've probably been here on, on numerous occasions. So, I mean, are you meeting and greeting people? Or are you been well looked after? It's been really great. I mean, the fans have come out in numbers to a lot of the stations, and yesterday we had at least two hundred to three hundred fans out, out out front of every station everywhere we went, and the reaction has been amazing. To be here by myself, it's been so long since I've we me or my brothers have been in the UK touring or promoting and to see that they're still coming out in numbers is really exciting so many children pretending they're sick today to stay on <laughs> to come in and see you we were wondering somebody said since we were driving up here they were like they're like no i don't think there's gonna be a lot of fans out front because they're in school and i said oh, that really hasn't stopped them before so yeah we'll find out you're absolutely right i uh and it's it's it, it is really good to have you here there's been so much excitement and anticipation of you being on the show today and i really really mean that um, I can't Thank wait you. to because I've heard the new single, the, the 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 your solo album, which doesn't mean the end of the Jonas Brothers. No, we got it right. We're just taking a little bit of a break, focusing on other projects. Me doing this solo project, my younger brothers, is uh, writing and producing for a lot of other artists all over the U.S. and and the world. And my older brother just got married, so he's spending some time getting his house together with his wife. So which brothers just got married recently? Kevin. Kevin, right, okay. So you're 21, you're going to be 22 in August, is that right? Yeah. Am I sounding like a stalker? <laughs> no, I, I love that you got, you got the Wikipedia page down. I did not use Wikipedia at all. <laughs> <laughs> I just consulted, uh, I consulted you my niece. You have flashcards, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Fast Life is the name of the album which comes out on the 5th of September, but it's the new single. We're going to play that after 8 o'clock, if that's okay. okay. That's is there an embargo in that or am I okay to play that? Uh, please do. Are you sure? 
fight as much as you want. Okay, thank you very much. There you go. Joe Jonas has given me full permission. Yeah. I will do one hour's worth of See No More. Which oh, can, yes. Back to back. Just go back to back and beat to beat. Can I get that in writing? Yeah. yeah. Well, you, <laughs> well, I would if I could write, but there you go. I mean, just jockey, you got to remember. I've got a couple of questions from some listeners, okay? Great. So have a little listen. Uh, let's go to Nicole. I've recorded a question from Nicole. So here we go, Joe. Hi, I'm Nicole from Chesterfield High School. And I just want to ask if it's, like, easy working with your brothers all the time. Well. All right. Well, hello, Nicole. Since we're, I think we're a bit older now, we don't, we don't, there's no roughhousing and we're not throwing each other around. But, yeah. of course, your brothers, and when we're around each other quite a lot. Yeah. You know, it starts to get that itch where, okay, I might want to throw you in the wall here and there. <laughs> but usually when we get to see each other, it's just, it's it's great to, you know, we really appreciate the time because we're always so busy now individually. So when we get to hang out, we're, 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 we're still very close. I have got a question here from someone, Alex Winter, uh, actually come through on Facebook. And the okay. question is... This is really good. An anticipation of the big fight tomorrow night between David Hay nice. and Waldemir Klitschko. Who would win a fight between you and Justin Bieber? And just to make sure I'm not making it up, there it is. Uh, that would be a no-brainer. I know where I'd be putting my safe money. Okay. Wow. See, this is this is one of those things. That whatever I say will become the biggest thing okay, online. Okay, hit the headlines that you want to knock him out. I know, it? right? So it's like, so. I'm going to have to default on this question. You're going to default on the question? Yes. But, so. I mean, it'd be, a, it'd be an interesting... Yeah, it would. I'll get Don King on to promote it. All right. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> and we'll get Mills Lane to referee it and Michael Buffer to introduce it. Oh, wow. <laughs> Do you want to be in the red corner or blue corner? Uh, blue. I'm, You're going to be I'm in the blue. blue. Well, gonna... I'm wearing red today. You yes. are wearing red today. I'll go, I'll go with red. Then. You go with red. Justin Bieber <laughs> in the blue corner. Oh, man. Let's get ready to rumble. Start, start the rumors. All over in 25 seconds. <laughs> Here, listen, we're going to play the new song after the news okay, at 8 perfect. o'clock. Stick around for a bit of chat. Can you, uh, would you, tea, coffee? What would you like right now? Oh, I would love some tea. Uh, tea? How would you like it? Just milk and honey, I guess, right? <laughs> milk oh, and honey. honey. Oh, honey. Okay. I don't know what you're asking for. Be me making it. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Do you so, not take it with honey here? I don't drink tea at all, really. Really? I'll have, I'll have the odd cup of coffee. That's about it. Everybody's switching to coffee these days. Like, yeah. I'm coming over to the UK, and I'm expecting you know, the it's nice cream, tea. Cream tea. And, and I'm seeing Starbucks on every corner. I'm like, oh. <laughs> it is. Yeah. The, the generation of coffee. Here we come. Well, so we'll, uh, that's one tea with honey and milk, please. Very nice. I might and try one of those myself. I'll have a white coffee oh, God, with here we go. half a teaspoon of sugar. <laughs> and this one from him getting the yeah. coffee now. Yeah. I'm bored of his order now, Joe. I'll just what? do yours. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 there's another headline in half. itself. <laughs> 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 oh, right, listen, uh, more from Joe Jonas after the news at 8 o'clock, plus that brand new single which comes out on the 8th of August, See No More. And no more questions about Justin Bieber. <laughs> <laughs> Stand by News and Sports on the way. Radio City. 96.7. Liverpool's hit music station, Radio City 96.7. Rossi here with the co and Joe. Joe, you're official member of the co. I love it. Joe it Jonas is in the co. Joe is in the co. co. And Joe. <laughs> jo- I like that. Rossi and co and Joe. There I like that. What about Rossi and Joe and co? That's a good. They could become a permanent fixture. Never mind all Double this releasing While you're business. having some Joe. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> and you can have some Rossi. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, not like that. Oh, my Gideon. This is just getting totally out of hand. It's shared around. I love it. I believe you and I share uh, some Irish blood. Oh, yes, we Your do. Your grandfather's originally from Ireland. My, uh, yeah, well, he doesn't really necessarily know where his grandparents are from. So right. it's, it's a bit of a mix. I'm Italian, German, Irish, and Cherokee Indian. My giddy aunt. That I is know. a great combination. That wow. It's a little I bit could like blend, I could be. I would be the perfect spy if I wasn't a musician. Um, do you know what? That I could really brilliant. blend in. That's it. You've got to be the new James Bond. Yeah. You could be the first ever American James Bond. I would be happily James Bond. Well, yeah, I would have to be. Well, I'm not British, but hey. No, this is it. You Why could, not? Of course. And you could you imagine all... if you played football? How many international teams you could play for? That's oh, another my... thing. There you go. Yeah. I'd... Do you know what? We're talking career changes now. So who would you most like to play for? Oh, wow. <laughs> we had this discussion in the car. Really? You're joking. And it was quite funny because our driver is definitely not from Liverpool. Right. Because we were speaking about getting a Liverpool jersey or a yeah. t-shirt while we are in town. And our driver just immediately stops the car. He's not a Newcastle United fan, And he turns he? around and just goes, Matt, because that's our, my buddy who's, on tour, who's touring with us. He goes, yeah. you will not get a Liverpool shirt. And he's, Matt's like, why? He's like, because I'm driving and I'm a Manny fan. <laughs> <laughs> He's a Man U fan. Man U fan, yeah. Oh, oh my word. Uh oh. 
Who is this? Name this person. He'll remain nameless. Oh, really? Yeah. You've been very discreet. You're a very discreet, <laughs> kind man. So uh, there's something I want to ask. You don't have to answer this if you don't want to. Uh, okay. You used to date Taylor Swift, yeah? Y yes. Sort of true. For, for, for a short time, yeah. Were you seeing her when the whole Kanye West, Beyonce thing happened? Or was no, it over I, by I then? No, I wasn't. No. Was it over it by was then? A, yeah, it was, it was afterwards. Uh, you know, because I know I know what I felt like. I know what I said to the telly when I saw it happening. I mean, were you annoyed at that, or were you? How did you? What did you think um, at the I time? I think it was a little, a little just disappointing, a little bit sad. I, th I feel like that's not really uh, appropriate for the situation, you know. I totally agree. I to I'm very well put. You're being discreet again and very diplomatic. <laughs> very nice boy. Actually. I'm going to well brought up. Close the microphone and tell us your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's the truth. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm a fan of Taylor's music and Kanye's, you know. And Beyonce's, but I, I you know, there's, Who do you time, like there's best? a time and place for both, all those things. Who do you like best? Who do I like best? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go again. He's trying to he's trying to put me in a corner. <laughs> You're a nasty little man. Oh, no, no, no. I'll, I'll not put you in that. So uh, with this album coming out, which is uh, going to be on September the 5th, Fast Life, uh, we've got to ask you about a tour because there's going to be a lot yeah. of people now. Uh, You're going to do a UK tour? I would love to. We're trying to figure out me getting back here for September, October time. Right. When the album's released. I love it over here, man, and I love traveling. And even during that time when it gets a little chilly, I still enjoy it. Yeah, so, just wrap um, up, man. Just wrap up. It's either going to be me supporting somebody on the road this summer. Michael's got a question. Would you like to hear Michael's question? Michael, where are you okay, at? Okay, here he is. Hi, I'm Michael. Can I go oh. to St. John's? I'm just asking, do you know Zach and Cody in real life? Okay. That's, a, that's a high voice for a 30-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> 35. <me. laughs> 35, actually. Uh, right, he goes to St. John's School. Uh, so do you know the guys in real life? I have met them before, yeah. yeah. Um, they're great guys. And now they're actually going to university themselves, which is, I think, always great for an artist or, or an actor to be able to take time off to go to school. Though I didn't do that. But for the ones that are doing it, I think it's great. I mean, just once-in-a-lifetime opportunities. If, they're really cool. If it was your last night on Earth, and I should have primed you before this, uh, what would your last three-course meal be? Because I used to be a chef. And I, I, I mean, I, hey, I love to cook, too. Oh, wow. Well, I love steak frites a lot. Steak frites? Just steak and fries. Oh, right, yes. In the French dish. What would your starter be? My starter would be some scallops. I was going to say you're probably like a crayfish, scallops, prawn kind of lobster. Oh, yeah. Scallops, scallops, seared. scallops with bacon wrapped yeah. on the... Oh. Lovely. Seared, definitely seared to perfection. Pudding? And then for dessert, I would have to say just the biggest ton of ice cream I can find. <laughs> Frankie and Benny's? I mean, if I'm going in, I'm going in. Is it? What is it? Is it ben no, and Jerry's. Sorry, ben and <laughs> Frankie and Benny's. I like that too. Oh, that's pretty good. So you finish <laughs> off with some ice cream, yeah? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, well, what about a, you? I have a cheese board. Because oh, I'm a boring. cheesy kind of guy. Nice cheese with some nice wine. Yeah, cheese with some nice wine. Nice. Probably too much wine. So it's my last night on earth, and I wake up the next day and think, I don't care. The world's going to end today. It doesn't matter. I'm going back <laughs> under the duvet. <laughs> you, just, you just said wake up the next day. That means the world didn't end. Yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> Yeah. Something went wrong. Something went wrong. Off. Don't go. They left you behind. Don't go picking at me. I'll get Justin Bieber <laughs> for you. <laughs> Joe Jonas, thank you very much for joining thank us on the show today. Be a part of Rossi Appreciate and Co. God bless very you. Thank nice you very nice to meet much. you. Radio City Breakfast with Rossi and Co. Radio City 96.7. You see, that was a very intelligent interview, wasn't it? Yeah. He was great. Yeah. Wasn't he? And then yeah. he was on Paul O'Grady's show that night. He oh. certainly was on Paul O'Grady's show. Here's another interview with somebody in Glasgow who wasn't quite with it. Q. J. Hind in Glasgow with a phone in one hand and a bottle of cider in the other. Good morning. Oh, hello. How are you both? Yay. Here he is, the one and only J. Hind. <laughs> oh, you dirtbag. If you could see me right now, <clears throat> I am covered head to toe in mud. So you are a dirt bag? Yeah, I am a dirt bag. Literally, I've been dodging soap for the past two days. Well, you sound uh, surprisingly, and it's got to say, I've got to say, surprisingly fresh. Um, you, I was expecting you to sound a little bit more bewildered than you normally sound. <laughs> I was, I was bewildered last night, mate. Don't worry. I've had about two hours sleep. Oh, so, that's like a marathon sleeper for you at Glaston. Last week, but you know, round about eight o'clock, everyone's getting up and starting to get washed and stuff. So, do people get washed there? Yeah, just, oh. I'm right by the taps now. You just put your head under the tap. Lovely, nice. jubbly. Uh, right, uh, just a few things to tell you that you probably are not aware of. Um, Jedward have revealed details of the track listing for their second studio album, which is coming out later on this year. 
Wow. All I can say is wow. Just thought I'd relay that little bit of info for you. And uh, you could outdo this lady, but Kate Moss has been voted the top festival fashion icon after being spotted and photographed at Glastonbury wearing her Wellington boots and hot pants. Now, Jay, you can do better than this. Get your Wellingtons on with a nice <laughs> thong. Ooh. Is Kate Moss here now? Is she? She's there. There's a whole photographs of her in her Wellington boots and her uh, and her hot pants. So we need you to get photographed wearing Wellington boots and a thong. Come on, don't be outdone by that okay. Southern Jesse. <laughs> no, I will definitely do that for you. Have you bumped into any celebrities? What have you seen so seen, far? Right, we seen Will Young yesterday. Right. Um, so we bumped into him. Um, Kesha come on and done a secret gig last night in one of the tents. So she just come on out and do, which is great. Um, and it's all kicking off today. Chipmunk is on at 11 o'clock. Um, and then there's a couple of bands throughout the day. And then obviously U2 tonight. Yeah, well, there's word that there's going to be protesters there protesting about about U2 not paying some sort of tax or something. Yeah, we've heard about this. Um, <clears throat> I don't know, mate. Is, well, I mean, you, have you heard about it uh, while you are there in Glasgow? Yeah, yeah, we've we've heard about it, but I don't know if it's, if it's going to happen or not. Um, what, what's it about? It's tax. Oh, something to do with tax. It's probably a load of baloney. It probably never ever happened. Exactly. And have you been listening online? Uh, you've been listening on your iPhone app. Maybe we've had the app on in the tent. Um, I've been listening to your little ego stories. Okay, any tickle your fancy. The one with the mushroom is very good. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> they were all very, very good, to be perfectly fair. Especially the one whose friend was uh, was outrageous and, and threw a strop backstage at somebody's gig and refused to meet the star. That was funny as well. And the and the egotistical father-in-law. Now, tell us, what's on, on your plan of action today? So you've got Chipmunk at 11 o'clock. Would that be bizarre? See, he's right by our tent, so right opposite the other stage, which is like the second biggest stage in here. And he's opening on that stage at 11. Right. So he's going to wake everyone up. It's eleven o'clock, so he's on. That, that must be weird to do a live gig in a big, a big arena that is Glastonbury, and uh, at eleven o'clock in the morning. I know, but but he is literally waking everyone up. So there'll be, there'll probably be only only you know that stage will only be half full. And the Pyramid Tinchy Striders on there today. Wow. Um, Don McLean is on. Yeah, he played. Uh, he played in the Philharmonic on, on uh, Wednesday night. He did. You can go really? along, yeah. You can go along there, and and, and you can uh, headbang to M Miss American Pie and Vincent. <laughs> starry, starry night. Who are you most looking forward to seeing? Um, probably Beyonce on Sunday. You know, Beyonce. Um, Beyonce is on Sunday, and there's rumours that Jay Z's coming on with her, Kanye West is coming on with her, Chris Martin's coming on with her. Wow. Um, Jedward, Jedward are coming <laughs> on with her. Jedward, yeah. Jedward, yeah. <laughs> Subo. Subo might be there too. That will know. be fantastic. Uh, and what's the weather like in Glastonbury right now? Well, give us a weather check live from Glastonbury. Right. I am literally by walking now through. The amount of mud is unbelievable. Yeah. Covered heads of tower there. And it's been like this since Wednesday. But the sun was out all day yesterday, but it's just not dry enough. And uh, so, uh, what, what are you wearing right now, Jay Hine? I'm wearing wellies. Yes. And a pair of shorts and a little um, t shirt with a, with a hoodie. Ooh. Ooh. So, got your legs out. With your ginger hairy legs. My ginger legs are on show. All right. Well, listen, enjoy the rest of the uh, the weekend and look forward to having you back on the show next week. I'm looking forward to seeing you both. Jump Take care, forward. dude. Although I might be a little bit hungover next week. Well, even when you come back on Thursday. <laughs> yeah. It's all that Somerset cider, because you know, of course, Glastonbury is in Somerset, Jay. Yeah, I do realise You realise that now. <laughs> all right, dude, have a good one. See you later, Jay. Okay, guys. Bye, mate, bye. bye. Radio City Breakfast with Rossi and Co. Radio City ninety six point seven. Nice one, Jay. To be honest, I thought you sounded uh, you sounded fairly well. I couldn't really tell the difference. To Do you know honest. what you, you, you? You said that I sounded all normal and stuff. Yeah. And then I listened back the other day. I was slurring my words and everything. I'd had like two hours kip. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let me just reiterate. You sounded normal. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Radio City ninety six point seven. The podcast from the Breakfast Show that goes out six till ten Monday to Friday all over Liverpool, Northwest and North Wales, or anywhere in the planet. If you've got one of our iPhone apps on your phone, yes, the Radio City app. Right then. So Simo falls for an Independence Day scam. Oh. This we actually, we, we read out an email which was supposed to come from our big boss. It was uh, Independence Day, and uh, we said that our boss insisted that she does her traffic and travel uh, reports with an American accent. Oh, my God. <laughs> and uh, it, was, it was such a good American accent 
that uh, somebody thought that you actually sounded like Lloyd Grossman on acid. So <laughs> here is Simo doing traffic and travel, pure all great American styling. Good morning. This is Radio City Breakfast. With Rossi and Co. Radio City 96.7. Just had an email uh, in from our big, big boss, Richard Maddock. Yeah. And said, guys, if uh, as it's the 4th of July today, uh, between 8 o'clock and 9, can you ask Simo to do our traffic and travel bulletins uh, in an American accent. Mm. Oh! Yeah, he wants you to do it in an American accent. It's the 4th of July, do you know what I mean? Sort of get the feel across. Yeah. Well, a lot of Americans live in Liverpool, so... Loads of Americans do loads of listening online. Respect and, uh, for them. You know, yeah, I'd be dead excited to do that. So, uh, so he said, if you could just do that when you do your traffic and travel, do it like... You know, like those big American radio stations in Los Angeles and New York, you know, like mm. Kiss Los Angeles and stuff. Z100. Right, really so, over the top. Yeah, re- yeah, well, not that you could get any more over the top, though. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> so, in from Richard Maddock, our uh, wow. station director. So that's two traffic bulletins in American. You yeah. Oh, so the practice your eight o'clock news. It's all excited now. Aren't I you? Oh Ooh, my god! <laughs> Make sure the accent's good because he's very particular. I know. I'm a bit nervous. See, any normal person would go, "I'm not doing that." Yeah. But she finds it exciting. Yeah. She I'll be coming in waving a flag. Radio City Travel with Camps Solicitors. Eight twenty-one. It is the Fourth of July, and from the top of the Radio City Tower, here is Claire Simonson. Well, thank you very much, Rossi. Russell Street, that's looking really, really slow both ways. That's heading between Brownlow Hill, also affecting Clarence Street and Coppers Hill, getting through those roadworks. Very, very slow moving. As you're heading along the M6, both directions, that's looking really heavy. That's heading from Middlewich right the way through to Nutsford. That is so slow out there. M6 southbound, that's very heavy too. That's heading from Haydock right the way through to Croft. You're going to find things real crawling along there this morning. And apart from that, looking great on public transport. If you're in a queue, then Give me a call, 0151 So we've got Dolly Parton in the traffic and travel this morning. Very good that, that our boss will be delighted with that. It was well yeah. done, Claire, seriously. Was that all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lovely, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? He, he was insistent that you did it in American accent because of the 4th of July. Well done, Claire, brilliantly. Oh, Radio City Travel with Camps Solicitors. Take it away then, Claire. Okay, on the M57 as you're heading southbound, we've got reports of debris on the road. That's heading between Junction 7 at Switch Island right the way through the curve. We have actually got speed restrictions set up there. As you're heading on the M58 as well, we've got really heavy traffic. That's because of a fire. Now, that's heading between Junction 5 at Up Holland, right the way through to Oral Interchange. So you are, again, going to experience loads and loads of delays. Also, Russell Street, that's looking really, really slow in town. That's heading around by Clarence Street and Coppers Hill. That's getting through those roadworks. And still major, major jams. That's on the M6 both ways. That's heading between Junction 18 and Middlewich, right the way through the Nutsford. So just be aware of that one. If you do find yourself with a bit of problem this morning, then make sure you give me a good old call. 0151 You've been Rossified. <laughs> oh, you're just... <laughs> you're you really think boss. the boss would want you to read an American accent? Well, Don't no, be silly. I thought you wouldn't say something like that to me and make we me We would. Solicitors had an accident. Call Camps, your local compensation specialist, on 0151 201 4000. He's fuming with you as well. He's going to kill me. He is, absolutely. You're in big trouble, you are. Well, he's actually done it. I can't either. Radio City Breakfast with Rossi and Co. City 96.7. Well done, Simo. God bless her. She had no idea that she wasn't <laughs> supposed to be doing that. I thought I was going to get in so much trouble as well. I was all nervous. You, you actually have. We haven't told you that. We want to do it live on the podcast. There's your P45 from the box. Oh, do I not have to work with finished. you two anymore? Nope. Leave. Oh, that's just great news. <laughs> Leave it. Right, here's some of the best scammers we've done recently, uh, including a talking parrot, uh, Nancy winding up my newsagent, Nada, and also me phoning up a chef in Northern Ireland. Actually, somebody I used to work with, used to go to college with. Under the guise of Cecil Seacrest, a man who's prone to getting sesame seeds stuck in his dentures. Take it away, boys. Radio City Breakfast with Rossi and Co. Scammer time. Hello, Kevin. Oh, uh, hello, hello. God, I've been in hold there for a long, 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 long time. Uh, hello, is that, uh, can I speak to the chef, please? Uh, chef, thank uh, Who am I speaking to? Just the other night. Uh, sorry, is this the head chef? It is, yes. Who, who put you through to the kitchen, sir? 
the, the wee girl that answered the phone, but I've been on hold for absolute ages. Right. Now, on uh, on, on Sunday night, I would, I'm just hoping you as the head chef can cast some light. Were you working on Sunday night, just gone? I was, yes. Well, I took my good wife Sally to your restaurant with a view of securing a maybe book on a date for my daughter's wedding reception uh, next July. Right. And as much as I love the food, I was left a little bit disgruntled and a bit dissatisfied. Right. right. Sorry, who is this? Who am I speaking to? I'll come to that in a minute. I just want to cast a bit of light on something. Not, it's not so much to do with your food, more to do with your service. You know, right. when you request something to be added or taken out, you, you'd imagine in this day and age it would be. When I ordered this stir-fry, the Oriental stir-fry, and it came topped with sesame seeds. Now, I spoke to the young girl that served me, and I specifically said, no, no, no sesame seeds in my stir-fry. And lo and behold, when the thing arrived at the table, it was loaded with sesame seeds. All right, well, there, there must have been uh, a bit of a problem with communication between you uh, and getting through to the kitchen because usually we would go out of our way to satisfy customers. But uh, I'm sorry to hear that, but uh, sorry, who is this anyway? Well, my name is uh, Cecil Seacrest. Cyril who? Not Cyril, Cecil. Cecil Seacrest. Cecil Seacrest, my name. Cyril Seaweed? Cyril Seacrest. Hello. Hello there. Yeah, I'm wondering if you could uh, you could help me. I've got a bit of a complaint to issue. Right. Uh, what it is? My son bought a macaw, um, a young macaw. About, I think it was about two and a half weeks ago now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we've got young children in the house. Um, mm-hmm. I wasn't aware of this until I got back off holiday. The language this bird uses is absolutely despicable, and I'm just wondering how we go about taming it to maybe stop using such vulgar language, or who I put a complaint in at the pet store to obviously make this issue known. The problem is the birds come off other customers, you see. Oh, so right. Whatever it's learned from someone else, we've not taught it. I can pop you on to the manager. Um, I'd, I'd love probably to... not really going to be able to help, to be honest, though. So uh, you guys it's... you guys don't take responsibility. One of my daughters was actually suspended from school. I've never heard the word she used in my life, if I'm honest. Yeah, um, um, yeah I'll pass you over to Thank you. Hello. Hello there, yeah. What it was, my son bought a parrot from you. I think he's about one and a half years old, a macaw. Um, He bought it about two and a half weeks ago. Now, I've got very, very big problems with this parrot. Um, The language it's using is absolutely atrocious. My eight-year-old daughter was actually suspended from school with the words she used last week. The words she used, I will not repeat. What's the macaw you bought? Which one is it? Uh, Well, it's red and yellow. That's all I can tell you. Um, And I'm just, obviously, you guys... I'm I'm just trying to think which bird it is. What do we charge you for him? Sorry? Let me check. Have Have you still got that bill? He hasn't got the bill. But it's just the language it's used, and I want you guys to obviously take responsibility for this. I don't know if we can bring the bird back. Yeah, you can swap it for a different bird. The birds come with a 28 day exchange warranty anyway, for any reason whatsoever. So you're welcome to swap him for a different bird, no problem. And who teaches it language like this? Well, it's obviously not us. It's a retail shop. You know, obviously, it's obviously been bought off somebody. Obviously, things don't always work. Sometimes birds come in, they can be here for two or three weeks before they second and start talking. So it's obviously coming to us, but obviously, something's triggered it. I don't know. But... but do you not think it's despicable that these birds can talk like this and get away with it? Well, anything can happen, can't it? Well, something has happened. My child's been suspended from school. Right. I need to check which bird it is you bought, first of all, and that's that's the question. Um, I could do with you digging your bill out and your your date when you actually physically bought it. Right. Someone mentioned earlier about people have the birds before you guys have them. Right. Could could it have learnt the language from them? It must have done it. I haven't haven't learnt it here. Well, some of the words it's using are absolutely despicable. I've never heard words like it in my life. Complete and utter vulgar. Uh, it's ruffled my feathers. Right, I'm with you. Can I ask your name, please? Uh, yeah, my name, name's Ron. You're, so you're Ronnie? Yes. So this is the famous Ronnie. You're the one the bird keeps calling names. Is it really? It says Ronnie is a T every five minutes. Really? It does. Right. I'm presuming you've got something to do with that, Ron. No idea at all. I'm not aware of it. Right. You're the famous Ronnie. It spat at me last week as well. Right. I'm still listening. I'm you're, listening. St- you're still listening. So what do you advise me to do, Ronnie? Pop him back in. Let's go from there. Right. Bring, okay. your, bring your receipt with you. Let's, let's sort it out. OK. I'll, I'll definitely wear earplugs when I come in because, as I say, the language is vulgar. I'm with you. I know what you're saying. Ronnie, thank you. No problem. Take care. Nada, can you come over to our house to get my daddy out of the toilet? I cannot get him out, love. I don't know what to do. I'm busy in the shop. Got lots of customers in the shop. I think he's getting a bit scared and hungry. Okay, I'm going to try to ring Maria. 
And uh, I'll try to come down and try to get your daddy out. Come, come now as quick as you can, Nada. Okay, darling, I'll do my very best. So hey, by the way, Nada, before you leave your shop, can you yeah. get me some ice pop, some salt and vinegar crisps, some fizzy pop, an OK magazine for Mummy, and one of Daddy's oh. special magazines. Have you oh. got that, kidda? OK, Nancy. Uh, don't worry about the magazine. I will come down first and get your, uh, your daddy out when Maria comes right away. Can you answer the door yourself, Nancy? Yeah, just push the buzzer, Nada. Okay, Nancy, don't worry, love. I will come down, I'll push the buzzer, and I'll get your daddy out. I'll press the buzzer off the intercon, and then that way you can come and let my dad out the bar. Okay, I will get there as soon as possible, Nancy, love. Don't worry. Hurry up. <laughs> Ciao, baby. Okay, baby. <laughs> this was all to do with, you know, me booking my daughter's wedding reception next year, and I was going there, and that was the one little black mark that went against everything super that you did well, was this sesame seeds if you're making a, an, a booking for a wedding yes. all you have to say is that definitely no sesame seeds and I'm sure we could sort that out for you yes I'm, I'm sure you could well and truly cope if I give you plenty of notice but I said to the young girl I said no sesame seeds and, and I, can, I, I can I'll give you the prawn toast but you could have rolled out a bit of bread couldn't you and, and, and then wrap the prawns in it and put it through the fryer without the sesame seeds but that that's lo and behold that wasn't my dish but, you know, I'd still be very, very interested in, in booking my daughter's... Well, how, how many covers are we talking for the uh, the wedding party? How many can you cater for? Well, we cater, we can seat comfortably 120 people up the stairs. Oh, no, God, no, no, it wouldn't be as many as that, dear boy. How, no. how many covers were you looking at? Six. <laughs> what? <laughs> how many? Sixty. Six. Simple. Five plus one equals six. Six. <laughs> What is what is so funny? I mean, I'm trying to do business with you. Uh, no, there's a guy here trying to, he's trying to, he's trying to make me laugh. Just uh, sorry, go, go ahead. Are you taking a note of the booking date? <laughs> no, it would really be up to management just to, to sort out bookings, especially wedding parties of that size. I don't think you're taking me serious at all. It'll be me and, and my wife, Sally, my daughter, Samantha, and then it'll be her uh, father, Simon, and, and, and his, his good wife, Cecilia. Uh, is this some sort of <laughs> wind-up? Is somebody having a laugh here? Well, is your first name Mark by any chance? <laughs> yeah. Who's this? You're a lot cooler these days than you were 20-odd years ago in the College of Business Study, Belfast. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I speaking to now, then? Simon Ross. <laughs> well, I tell you what, I've... You... I've... <laughs> I've mellowed in old age. You've definitely <laughs> mellowed in old age. By God almighty, years ago you'd have come around and you'd have shoved sesame seeds up a certain part of my anatomy. For... <laughs> but it was getting to that stage. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd prefer them stuck in my false teeth. <laughs> Hopefully, maybe we can catch up very, very soon. I'll pop down to the moat, but I'm not having the stir fry or the sesame toast. <laughs> <laughs> Good to hear from you. All right then, dude. Okay, okay pal. Okay, bye. Radio City Breakfast with Rossi and Co. I got him and give him the biggest wedgie in the world. Up, hence yeah. this reaction. Oh, you dirtbag! Got a whole influx of text here. Please make that a ringtone. Jay saying. Oh, you dirtbag! I thought it was Pricey saying that dirtbag. <laughs> definitely, definitely, Jay Hines. See, Pricey's rubbed off on me over the years. Well, I wouldn't say that too. Loud. With Rossi and Co. Back Monday morning when you wake up. Radio City 96.7. Most weekday mornings around 10 past 8. You can hear a scammer. Monday mornings, of course, the wedding scammer. Tuesday, it's the co scammer. Just a little impersonation of you phoning up, not making an awful lot of sense, very heavily scared. I'm not very good doing that because I just like forget off each other. I'm just fighting off and I just go, I'm talking about that. Uh, Wait till you hear our next one. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. That's the thing is, whenever, uh, you know, if if Simo does a scammer, we tend not to listen until it goes out. We like to enjoy it as it goes out live. Yeah, but that does make me nervous. That just in case I've swore. Jay, you've got to listen to it, obviously, because you've got it at all the swears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. Radio City Breakfast, Rossi and Co. 6.35, weekday mornings. We do true stories, and here's some of the very, 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 very best of the true stories. But are they true? Well, true-ish. Radio City Breakfast. Six point seven.
Uh, do you want a true story? Want a true, Yay. true story? True story? Okay. Um, I did say it involves mayonnaise. Yeah, I hope it does now. Is your mind boggling? It is. All right, okay. <laughs> uh, well, uh, a fella was standing in the kitchen and his wife stood before him. She picked up a large jar of mayonnaise and emptied out its entire contents. Uh, she filled the empty jar full of rocks right to the top and she said to him, Is this jar full? And the bloke goes, Yes, it is. Then she poured in some pebbles into the jar. And they all rolled into the gaps in between the rocks. So the wife said, is this jar full now? He goes, well, yeah, it's full. She then poured a little bag of sand into the jar. And the sand filled the remaining spaces between the rocks and the pebbles. She said, recognize this as your life. The rocks are the important things. The family, me, your health. Anything that is so important in your life, if you were to lose it, it would destroy you. The pebbles, well, they are smaller, but they're important. They still matter. Things like uh, your job, your car, your house. He's still looking at her. And then she says the sand is everything else, the small stuff. Your Xbox, football, your pub, your local pub, your porn movies. If you put the sand or the pebbles into the jar first, there'll be no room for the rocks. Same goes with your life. If you spend all your energy on the small stuff, the materialistic stuff, you will never have room for things in your life that are truly important. Ooh. Totally dumbfounded, the man immediately thought to himself, where the hell is she going to get more mayonnaise for the club sandwich? I'm just I'm going to order her to make me. <laughs> so, anyway, we digress because I've got a true story about a teddy bear. Oh, poor teddy bear. No, this teddy bear's, uh, teddy bear's quite talented. And he goes for a job interview and he gets a job working on a building site. He's, uh, he's actually doing a bit of demolition, making where they're building new apartments. And uh, he's working away and he's he's been working there for a couple of weeks. And one day he's chipping away and he's on the site and it, the, the sort of bell goes at quarter past 11 to go for your tea break. So uh, he goes for his tea break and uh, when he returns back to where he was working, he noticed that his uh, his pick had been stolen. And he was very angry because, you know, he liked all the people that he worked with his teddy bear and he was a hard, hard-working, honest teddy bear. Aww. So he gets back and his pick's been stolen and he's angry. He doesn't want to grass anyone up, but he can't find it. So finally he tracks down the foreman and he reports... You know, he's had his pick stolen. And when he explains what has happened, the foreman sort of grinned and said, Sorry, I forgot to tell you. Today's the day the teddy bears have the pick nicked. Oh. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> well, do you want a true, bizarre true story? Mm, yeah, really, go on. Is yeah. it very bizarre? Strange. Very, very strange. Allotment. Yes, it I is. It, well, something very mysterious is going on, because as you all know, I recently... Uh, Acquired an allotment, not a big one, just about forty foot by thirty foot, and uh, and I went up there on Friday after after work. I just went up to have a little look, see, and a bit of a nosy around it. Someone had actually put about two, maybe three inches, a three inch layer of topsoil all over my allotment, oh. all over it. That's strange. Then I went back up yesterday. It was a beautiful day yesterday. Wasn't it a fantastic Gorgeous. day yesterday? Mm. So I went up and had a little check yesterday. The same thing had happened. Someone had put another three-inch layer of topsoil all over, all over my allotment. It's weird. Very it's weird. Hard. I thought to myself, the plot thickens. <laughs> so, um, do you want a true story? Yes, very as much. As long so. as it's about a toilet brush. It's about a toilet brush. Do you have a toilet brush? I do, yeah. Do you have a toilet yes, brush? Yes, I do. How many toilet brushes do you have in your house? Three. Oh, that means you've got three bogs? Yeah. All right. So, but I do like those disposable ones because they're a lot cleaner. You know the disposable ones you can buy? No, they I've not come across head. those. No, very, you know very good. When you think of it, they are the most unhygienic oh, things. Oh, I know. I know. Surely there's a better way of doing it. Uh, maybe there is. The disposable ones. The disposable ones, yeah. yeah. they're really good. Yeah. Um, well, there was two women, and they, they, they met on a, on a bus on the way home from the market. And Mava says to Martha, she said, do you get anything good? Martha replies, I got this toilet brush, and I thought I'd give it a go. The following week, the two friends met up on the bus again on the way back from the market. How is the toilet brush? asks Mavis. Well, says Martha, I'm persevering with it, but my Sydney's gone back to using paper. <laughs> <laughs>
thank you very much for taking time out and downloading the Radio City Breakfast Show podcast once again. Before we go, we caught up with a guy that uh, is called Adam Richmond, and he is a fantastic TV host. He's an actor and a culinary expert as well. He uh, presents a TV show called Man vs. Food on one of the food channels and Good Food, and uh, I really wanted to chat to him and do an interview with him, and we did catch up with him, thanks to you, Jay. So you've asked for him for so, so long, yeah. and then the opportunity arose. Yes. So we, we, we grabbed it with both hands. You, yeah. We did. You were very surprised. I was I was shocked to the you core. Were. Here's Adam Richman, a.k.a. Man vs. Food TV host, uh, and myself, Rossi. Good morning. Thank you for having me. It's uh, an absolute pleasure. Uh, Man vs. Food is just the most addictive TV show I've ever seen. Thank you. And uh, and I'm sort of like I'm one of those, you know, that's gone around spreading the word and telling everybody and everybody else that watches it once. They become completely hooked uh, on your presentation style. And of course, it's the uh, wait and see if he will or if he won't. Who will win? Will it be Adam the man or food? <laughs> most <laughs> most cases, I think you come out victorious. I think I have like a 67, 70 percent win percentage, so I'm pretty happy with that. You must also be the proud owner of uh, of loads of uh, of T-shirts that you get, these complimentary T-shirts you get when you complete the task in hand. Yeah, I can make a quilt that could cover New York City without question or pause. I, uh, I, I particularly found it hard to stomach while watching you when you did, was it, was it 160 oysters in one sitting? I'm loath to tell you 180. 180 oysters. Um, I am. I, I, you sort of, I mean, without going into too much, and there will be people after half past nine on a, on a Friday morning having a late breakfast, but, I mean, they must have been swilling around in your belly when you finished. You know, not not very, not very, very long, but uh, the funny thing was I met a girl, actually. We were down in New Orleans filming that, yep. and I was just sort of chatting her up, and then a guy who had been at the challenge, I didn't know that, while I'm in the middle of talking, I was like, ooh, careful, girl. He just ate 180 oysters. Come <laughs> oh, on, man. Did really? It, did it have the desired effect? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Not that but you need it, Adam. Not that you need it. Um, what was the uh, the hottest now? Uh, and, I mean, I don't know how far back you filmed uh, the man versus uh, food shows that we see here in the UK. But what was the hottest? Was it the wings or was it really with the chili, ghost chili extract, which looked hotter than hell? Or was oh it the, the sushi rolls? I would say the two hottest that come to mind were um, probably the wings in Sarasota, Florida, which were made with a lot of ghost chili extract. And um, the ramen noodles in Los Angeles, simply because there was so much of them and because um, spices and oil. So once it's in soup, it coats everything inside. Yeah. So it was a systemic uh, burn. <laughs> I just love ramen, but I can remember you eating that. And then there was a vindaloo that you had like in a, it was a London Indian restaurant in New York. It was. It's actually, know. ironically enough, called Brick Lane, and it was a foul. A foul. I and beg your was, pardon. It was a foul. And it was, um, the napkin actually had enough spice on it that once I rubbed my face, it actually burned my face. I can remember I can remember you going into a cooler room after eating something that was so hot, and, and I think you um, were physically sick. Yeah, no, that was in San Jose. And what had happened was I couldn't use any napkin. And so in trying to rub the sauce off of my fingers, it burnt my fingers down to the cuticle, and I couldn't even sign autographs really well <laughs> because I couldn't bend my hands. And I went into the fridge, and I put a sheet of ice on my face. It was really rough, really, really rough. And uh, the, the new show that started this week uh, on, uh, on Good Food, which started, uh, ironically, on Independence Day, Monday, 4th of July, was uh, Man vs. Food, Carnivore Chronicles. Tell us a little bit about what we can expect to see in that. I mean, obviously, we had such a tremendous viewer response to the juicy steaks, the mm. great barbecue, and the sausages we show. Yeah. And we, we wanted to show more of that. But also, a lot of people don't know this. We shoot multiple dishes at restaurants, and we can't possibly show them all in a half-hour program. So this is a chance to show a lot of never-before-seen footage. And also, we do, like, some fun sketches and give some behind-the-scenes, and we set up each clip just, you know, pointing out some stuff that the viewer may not have caught first time or giving them a little bit of behind the scenes of, hey, this is actually one of our interns. But, you know, the no one in the restaurant wanted to be on camera, so we had to use an intern. Or this was my sound guy. Uh, 
Well, there's uh, there's something that you have made quite famous, um, which my f a good friend of mine, Dave, who'll be listening to this right now, and Hi, he Dave. he loves you by the way, and uh, and that's the pulled pork, which is which is something very very famous. I know your brisket, the brisket that you that you've sampled in the TV show. Even after eating dinner, I could sit and eat a good portion of that. But the pulled pork for me, with all the juices uh, in between two big crusty bits of bread, for me just looks gorgeously tasty. It's magnificent, and in fact, every Thanksgiving back in back in the states, I have uh, one of the pitmasters from Arkansas sends me a bunch of pulled pork, and I make pulled pork egg rolls as an appetizer for my guests. Wow! And it's the greatest stuff ever. And quite honestly, if you ever wanted to do something like that at home, you could get a, a pork shoulder. Yeah. And you can actually brine it in just a little bit of salt, a little bit of water, a little bit of sugar, and then uh, roast it at a low heat, about two hundred some odd degrees with uh, orange juice and honey and stuff, and roast it till it's about to fall off the bone, and you can literally just pull it off the bone yourself. I just love the sound of that. I, I've got one of those slow cookers at home, so what I do, tend to do is seal it up top on a big pan and then bang it in a slow cooker with the, with the liquid and everything in it and just go out for the day and go for a walk and do some shopping and come back. And, and, and as you said, you can you can take it out of the slow cooker and you can just slip the bone right out of the shoulder and oh, you've got all this... Can I come over? Can I come over for dinner? Well, this is what I used to be. I used to be a chef before I became a radio presenter, so uh, I used to be the sous chef at the Royal Albert Hall, so we do have a little bit in common. We present. I would, love, I would absolutely love you to do a UK version of Man vs. Versus food. I would, I would be honoured. And would you take me for a proper scouse? I would take you for a proper scouse, and I'd take you back to my home country, Ireland, for a proper Irish stew. In fact, so I, Adam... I lived, in, I lived in Ireland for nearly a year, actually. I had a grant from the WB8 Foundation, and I lived in Sligo. Oh, what a beautiful for, part of the I world. I lived for a little, a little bit in Glencombe Kill. And in a town called Castle Blakeney in County Galway. Yeah, well, Galway is just one of the finest places in Ireland to go. Uh, I mean, you know what? If you ever do come to Liverpool, I'm, I'll prejudice to you now. I will make you an Irish stew with lamb and cabbage and potatoes and carrots and all besides. And I will cook it down in my slow cooker and I will bring you what would be the equivalent of, uh, well, as, as I guess calorific-wise, the equivalent of one of those great big hamburgers or burritos that you had. The seven-pound burrito. I'd be, be honoured. I would be <laughs> profoundly honoured. <laughs> and uh, wait, you, something I've got to ask you is, do you ever, after doing one of one that contains a lot of fat and stuff, like, you know, the one that's coated and saturated in cheese and butter and everything, do you ever get your cholesterol tested before and after? I don't usually do before and after, but I do several times during the course of the year. Yeah. And, uh, no, I, I, I work very hard between exercise and maintaining my diet when I'm not actually filming to make sure that I stay right. you know, healthy in all, in all ways. Healthy, wealthy, and wise. <laughs> From the Eurolips <laughs> to God's ears. <laughs> but listen, I know that you've got a few interviews to do today, but it's, it's just been a pleasure. And I did speak to my producer, Jay, the producer, and I, I asked him to, uh, to get you on the show. Uh, he started watching the show. He, as like everybody else, has become addicted to it. And, uh, and I'm looking forward to continued success and, and seeing you more in our tellies here in Britain with uh, Man vs. Food, the Carnivore Chronicles. Well, thank you, and I hope you enjoy it. And uh, hopefully I will see you soon. You come to Liverpool, you will have the time of your life. All right, then. Adam Richmond, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Take care. And all my best to you and to Dirk Leach. <laughs> Thank you very much. Radio City Breakfast with Rossi and Carl. Welcome to Radio City. Paddy McGuinness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, I'd love to. Who are the current FA Cup champions? Witness. Do we toss a coin or what? Yeah, we urge you, love. We urge you. We're just debating who got him first. Calm down, for God's sake. Correct. That's right, love. In your face. In your face. Dwell on it. Dwell on it and enjoy it on your fifth day. I think, I think to be fair, Paddy, you could have got more enthusiastic about playing this game than Village Radio City Breakfast with Rossi and Co. Back Monday morning when you wake up. Radio City 96.7. Once again, thanks very much for downloading the podcast. You can listen to us online on radiocity.co.uk, on your iPhone app, the Radio City app. You can listen to us on DAB Digital Radio, good old-fashioned FM stereo on 96.7 if you're in Liverpool, North West and North Wales. Until next week, as they say in downtown Kentucky. Ciao, baby. Maybe. Thank you. Rossi and Co. At the click of a mouse. The best bits you might have missed. Updated weekly and available via radiocity.co.uk or iTunes.